no money Yeah, that's it Twenty-something Welcome, everybody. This is our first episode on the Training Ground Podcast. We like to call it Garage Talks. My name is Luke Paris. I'm your co-host, and I'm here with... Um, Nick Norton, and I am your other co-host. Yes, definitely. You guys, we are Training Ground alumni. Um, I'm from Colorado Springs and just did the summer 2018 program. Nick, what about you? What program did you do? Yeah, I'm from uh, Greenville, South Carolina, and I also just finished the 2018 summer Colorado program with Luke. Yeah. How would you say it was? Oh, it was awesome. And, uh, Doing the program with me? <laughs> well, that that was awesome. Okay. But, I mean, yeah, as a whole, like, training ground was uh, an incredible experience. It was exactly what I needed. Yeah. Um, and I think is going to, well, already has. Yeah. And is going to continue to impact my life. Um, for a long time. That's good. That's really good. Um, I kind of want to get into the, the, the why of training ground. Um, just with like a short question, like, do you think there was like a moment in your life where you started to question your ability to, to live life and to take on life and, and all the things that were going to come your way? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I guess the easiest way to, to kind of describe that is maybe for us to kind of talk about how we got here. I guess that's what you're asking me, and I mm-hmm. just kind of reformed the question. But oh, I'm glad you did. Yeah, I guess for sure. I, uh, you know, before coming to Training Ground, like I said, I'm from um, Greenville, South Carolina, and I was leading Young Life um, in Greenville. I guess from the outside looking in, seemed like, you know, I was heading in the right direction, had a good head on my shoulders, had a plan. But, you know, truthfully, I was... <laughs> I had nothing going on. I did not know what I wanted to do with my life. I had no, not no ambition, but I just didn't know what I was doing. Didn't have a plan to just kind of stuck, you yeah. know, and, um, found myself sitting in my house one day and knew that my lease was coming to an end in a, in a month or so and didn't have a plan for the summer that was coming up. And so I was scrolling through Instagram and I saw an ad for training ground and it was like, Hey, you know, um, sign up, apply now, three spots left. And so I was like, what the heck, you know, um, went ahead and applied. Next thing you know, after a few interviews and some FaceTimes, I'm on a plane to Colorado Springs and got here, did the program and haven't left yet. And it was awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, definitely. Well, um, yeah, I was born and raised in Colorado Springs and I've lived here for pretty much my whole life. Spent a little bit of time in central California and and that was that was really good but um I think there were just like some aspects of my story that were um repressed uh kind of a term that uh is is not only used in training ground but uh, it's pretty much just means you you don't remember it because you don't want to right um and and what I like to say is you know, if, if you're not aware of history, uh, history will repeat itself. Oh, for sure. Um, and I think is, is when my story started repeating itself is when I realized I needed to do something, do something about that. 
For sure, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, on this first episode, you know, this first first kind of installment, we have we did have the chance to um, sit down with Corey Smith this week. Yep. Who is the uh, one of the founding directors mm-hmm. of Training Ground, and he is now currently the director of Training Ground. Um, lives here in Colorado Springs. He was a big part of our summer, and we've got the chance to kind of talk to him about what Training Ground is. You know how the mission started, mm-hmm. what the vision behind it was, and we're really excited to share that with you guys. But I think first, before we get to that, Luke and I would really love the opportunity to kind of paint a picture for kind of why we're doing this podcast, Absolutely. what the idea behind it was, and what you guys can expect. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think that Training Ground's vision slash culture is unique in the sense that it is about initiating men. And the three very important pillars that we all believe in the training ground community, uh, what it takes to initiate a man and to grow a man are three things. And that's work, wilderness, that's worship. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those those things kind of create this this culture that we would love to kind of share with the world via the Internet, you know, Um, and. You know, Nick and I, we we just came out of the program. We're we're early twenty somethings. Yeah. You know, we we don't we don't have a lot going for ourselves other than uh, just a lot of elbow grease. Uh, yeah. But but, uh, but we, we want to model a really great community. Yeah, definitely. We have a really great community, and we want to model for you guys what it looks like for two young guys to press into um, multi generational community. Yeah. I mean, a big part of training ground and what it is and why it works so well is because it takes, like you said, a male initiation, and, and we'll get into yeah. more of what that is later on Absolutely. Um, with Corey. But you know, just a quick snippet. You know, um, it can't happen without older men being willing to share with younger men, mm-hmm. and younger men being willing to listen to those. Absolutely. And so, a lot of what we did this summer was sitting down with you know older men who had just an abundance of wisdom and life experience to share and pressing into them, like you said, and, and learning from their experiences and what they have to offer. Mm -hmm. And so we really just wanted to create a space where we could really invite you guys, the listener into those sorts of conversations with us. And so what you can expect moving forward is us just sitting down and getting, you know, having a conversation with, with another man, another woman about, you know, a topic and just picking apart their wisdom and pressing in. And we, we want you to be a part of that. And yeah. so, you know, we thought this is the best way to do it. So definitely if you guys would join this journey with us. That's, that's kind of where we're going. Yeah. And we're really the, excited about it. At the very least be a fly on the wall. Yeah. So, uh, like we said, Corey Smith, um, did sit down with us this week. Um, Corey is an awesome guy. You know, he's, 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 he's a father, he's a husband, he's, He's a mentor. He's a brother. Like, he's just a really great, great guy, and mm-hmm. has a lot to, lot to offer. And you know, has really done a great job with this awesome thing called Trading Ground. And so, yeah. uh, without further ado, if you guys just want to lean in, you know, and let's hear from Corey. Lean in, press in, opening for sure. Twenty something. We do have Corey Smith 
in the house today. What, what? And we do want to talk to him. So, Corey, it'd be really cool if you could give us just a little bit of background on who you are. Sure. Uh, I grew up on the East Coast um, in Virginia, uh, and I'll kind of put together my story along with the TG story. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's probably pretty good if you're new to the mission or you've never heard about Training Ground. This is probably a kind of a good little four-minute snippet mm-hmm. um, of how we got to where we are now. Um, but I grew up on the East Coast, went to school in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, I went six years to get my undergrad and my grad degree and was involved with um, a ministry there um, called Young Life and super, super grateful for that mission. Changed my life mm, forever. For sure. Um, and definitely, you know, the life I live now is because of the spiritual foundation that they gave me. But uh, after I graduated high school or graduated college, got married, full-time job, and eventually ended up um, right after getting married, moving to Colorado um, the reality of the real world started to engage <laughs> me as yeah. uh, a man in my mid to late twenties, and uh, there was kind of this ongoing conversation, um, even with a, a good friend, Zan Hood, who helped me start uh, training ground uh, about fifteen years ago. Um, those conversations were about h- how the faith that we had cultivated in college, um, it wasn't uh, secure enough to handle the storms of the real world, Um, which is fine. I mean, I I think it's just a part of reality, but those conversations over those those couple years, probably in 2004 and 2005, uh, they were just such a a blank canvas for us because we, we really wanted to know for our own hearts what... Uh, experience or experiences we needed as young men um, mm-hmm. to help build confidence and maturity and mm-hmm. help us really kind of press in um, to what God wanted for us in our mid to late 20s and even into our 30s. And so we started these long conversations with even older men in our community. We would, I remember having even dinner with guys and um, probably 40 to 50 volunteers that we would just sit around and go, hey, uh, great, you're 50 years old right now, but you know, what about, uh, you know, what kind of questions would you, um, you know, a- ask your 20 year old self? Like, what kind of things would you want to learn? And if so go back, say again, if you could go back. Yeah. If time. you could go back and ask him. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of that was all of kind of how we built the program and um, eventually it got into the point that we had our first summer session in 2007 and um you know, kind of the nuts and bolts of kind of why things were so important, uh, you know, for us in those first uh, programs is that we we kind of resonated with three different strong areas, work, wilderness and worship. And we knew that for a young man, um, you know, a, a valuable, uh, successful work situation uh, or experience was super important in, in terms of confidence and personal development. We also knew that learning uh, how to ha- find a refuge and even kind of intimacy with God in the wilderness, super important. Right, for sure. Right. And lastly, the worship piece, uh, you know, we were, uh, that kind of covers a wide variety of areas. And uh, Nick, you had talked about this previously about how uh, pretty much every night you have teaching except you're off one night. And those are, those are very intentional topics, um, everything from calling to the heart of a woman, um, even in the practicals to auto maintenance. Um, we even throw a couple cooking classes in there. And 
uh, our, our intention with offering the variety in the curriculum was that we wanted to be able to create or create a, an environment where um, the most well-rounded man could grow. In other words, we wanted them to learn the book of John, but we also wanted them to learn handgun safety. And so it wasn't it wasn't just all spiritual. You know, there's also, you know, things that we engage of like the bedrock. I think of kind of what we do now is uh, we would call it story work, uh, meaning, you know, kind of going back into a young man's story and understanding why he relates uh, to people in certain ways while he has certain emotions about uh, certain experiences. And so, I mean, there's even. Um, a process group with a local counselor every once every week. And mm -hmm. um, we would call those kind of relational IQ or emotional IQ um, where it feels like that is even more um, relevant now than it ever has been. I think tell me more about that. Like for the listener who hasn't been a part of training yeah. ground, you know, we call them guides, uh -huh. but with that handgun safety, with that cooking class, with all of that, like who facilitates that? Um, and what does that look like? Sure. So we have like 40 or 50 local uh, older men and women that come in and teach. Um, and some of them may share their, their life story. Um, and some may do some topical teaching. Um, but it's all over the board. And there's all every week is intentional in terms of how it builds on the next. Um, and we're, we're super grateful. We have a, obviously a campus here in Colorado and a campus in Sarasota. That's a gap year program. And, and their schedule is very similar. But it's obviously six months instead of three months. And to kind of paint another picture, if you're still trying to figure out what in the world is training ground, um, you know, we, we like to use the uh, metaphor of kind of a flight simulator, meaning that if you, that there are pilots that have to have a certain amount of hours in a simulator before they actually do the real thing. And so even with training ground, there is this place that is a simulator for real life, whether it's conflict resolution or it's, uh, even just small disciplines like cleaning your room or something like that. <laughs> but those have to be translated. I mean, the real, the real work and the real goal is after a training ground. And so it, you know, if you can paint the, if we can paint the picture that it's more of like a flight simulator, but it's a real life simulator where you kind of, after the, uh, you know, after the program, you get to take your, your training wheels off and we get to push you down the hill. That's a great <laughs> metaphor. That's yeah. a great metaphor. I love that. So, yeah, so, you know, I think we touched on it when Luke and I were kind of sharing our stories about the importance of, of men, um, kind of and like younger men sitting down and pressing in with older men, mm -hmm. and I think the key there and why that's so important detrimental is, is something that we refer to as male initiation, mm -hmm. and it's something that over the years, um, hasn't been as prevalent in our culture in the United States as it has been in the past, you know, uh, due to several reasons, but. It's definitely a big part of what happens in training ground. Mm -hmm. um, could you hit on that a little bit and what that looks like? Yeah, um, we uh, male initiation isn't a new thing um, by any means in culture, um, but I would probably sad, be sad to say that you know um, in America we 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 uh, we don't do a very good job of actually creating uh, male initiated. Um, events in people's lives mm -hmm. we, we kind of think well um a boy becomes a man just because uh, by default yeah whether you turn 18 and boom you're a man right boy. whatever those whatever those are right we all have those 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 places it's like oh well you went to college and you're a man or you got yeah. married and you're a man or you're 18 and you're a man 
then on top of that, like kids are raising kids. Like second grade, whole bunch of second graders, eighth grade, yeah. whole bunch of eighth grade, maybe yeah. seventh and sixth graders. Like so, it's just a bunch of boys being with other boys, teaching each other, right? And for sure, it's like this weird, for sure. weird cycle, for sure. Yeah, and I mean, part of the heart behind the training ground experience is the hope that young men can. Um, they can have these def- life-defining experiences that say, you're a man now. So in other words, it, maybe it is that work experience. Maybe it is that brotherhood experience. Or uh, it maybe it's a wilderness experience that says, yeah, like th- I was a boy before this, and now I'm a man after this. And mm-hmm. plus, you know, it's important. Um, I'm glad you brought up meal initiation because the other piece to that is not only life-defining experiences, but it, it, this goes back to our guides where, you know, you become a man because a man told you were a man. So there is this place that older men play uh, in that experience where, I mean, much like our training ground graduations, is that the reason we invite all the older men back is because you guys need to hear those words spoken over you oh, for, for the sure. next season of your life. For sure. I mean, yeah. that was one of the most profound nights of the whole summer oh yeah right is to hear a grown man who has been pouring into you all summer say hey like welcome right welcome yeah Yeah, for sure um you know Corey. so i'm a guy uh and i want to get involved with this training ground thing what do i do sure there's uh you know we're taking applications right now for 2019 um and that includes the summer which is usually middle of May to middle of August. And then um, the gap year program in Sarasota is usually the beginning of October to the end of March. So it's a six month with a couple of breaks. Um, but all that information can be found on the website. It's all trainingground.com. There's apply links, there's detail links, there's videos, check them all out. We have a resource page with alumni stories. And I mean, it's chock full of you know ways to answer your questions about Hey, if this is like really starting to kind of prick something in your heart that like, man, I need, I mean, we use the terms like I need a life defining experience. Oh, for sure. Then this is, then you should think about this. You know, all of our contact information is on the website. You can call us, email us. Alumni always are open to conversations with perspectives. I mean, even now, I mean, we don't even start until the middle of May and we've got a pretty full class so far, uh, you know, uh, which is which is great. Um, but still in, you know, welcome the conversation, um, of, of going, where are you at in your life? Where do you feel like God's calling you to? And how do we get there? Yeah, we, we sure. love those questions. And then, uh, after also, if you want to like kind of follow along visually, uh, we have our Instagram page. The, the page for this podcast is TG garage talks. Mm-hmm. Or I should say at TG garage talks and that's on Instagram. And then, I'm forgetting right now. What are yeah, the... Uh, for the Colorado program, it's yeah. at Training Ground Colorado, I believe, Corey. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then for Sarasota Gap here, what is... What is I think it? it's Training Ground Sarasota. Training Ground Sarasota. Training Sarasota. Sarasota. Yeah, Perfect. so you can find us on Instagram. We're always posting uh, mm-hmm. cool content and stuff. And we'd love for you to follow us. Yeah. Um, that's great, Corey. Thanks a lot. You can't stop us. You can't bring us down. That was pretty awesome. Uh, Corey Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was awesome. That was great. Yeah. Um, I, th- I thought it was that. pretty 
pretty incredible that he gets married and starts his his walk and his life in that. And then he's also like, oh, hey, Zan, let's start a nonprofit. Yeah, let's, <laughs> you know? You know, let, let's try to help guys figure out a little bit quicker yeah. what took us so long to figure out. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciate that, um, you know, he started asking these questions in, in his late 20s. Yeah. But with Training Ground, the age that it's like geared toward uh, or is geared towards am i yeah, saying it right yeah, yeah. um is uh 18 to like kind of 25 yeah for um sure. but he didn't start pressing in until like late 20s right so i mean uh, i'll applaud him for that one right it was kind of like he was like man like that was really difficult you know i needed more mm-hmm. let me start pressing in and so i can help those guys that are yeah. in, in the shoes i was just in yeah four or five six years ago yeah um and that was awesome it was it was really good. Um, there was actually something from that interview that I wrote down, which I thought was pretty profound. And I think that there's a lot of young men that are kind of thinking the same thing once life starts hitting them. And and uh, earlier in this episode, I asked you, Nick, kind of the, um, a similar question. But uh, what Corey said was, uh, the faith that we cultivated in college wasn't secure enough to handle the storms of the real world. Mm, that's good. And good word right there. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, it kind of speaks a lot to the situation that I was in right before coming to training ground, you know, like I had, you know, found Jesus, you know, uh, 18 years old, you know, and that was great, but it was like, okay, you're a believer now go pour that out. Mm -hmm. And I quickly realized that like, in that perfect little setting and that like, Oh yeah, like it's great. Like I have my faith. Like mm-hmm. that's, uh, it was plenty and all I needed. But as far as the real world came, I was not ready. Yeah. Like I, I think I've been there You know, I really resonate with that because again, that's, that's kind of where I found myself. You yeah. know, like I didn't know. It's like, here's this new believer mm-hmm. and I didn't have, take the time to really foster that and nurture that before I started pouring out. Mm hmm. And once I got into the real world, it was like, whew, like, yeah, well, and there's all, there's only so much fostering and nurturing that you can do yeah, for yourself before you've run out of like resources. So we, yeah. we, that's, that's why we need a, like a, a, like a, a nice community, multi-generational of older men mm-hmm. pouring in because this life, I mean, it's been navigated. It's been navigated before. Yeah. You know, for hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, and there's, there's some guys that did it right. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. And, yeah. I think it just really speaks to the importance of community. Yeah. And it honestly, bottom line drives why training ground is so important. Yeah. You know, definitely. And, uh, if I'm going to quote him again, uh, right after he, he said that piece, um, he followed up with uh, a little quote. He said, he said, this is fine. You know, like the faith that we cultivated in college wasn't secure enough to handle the storms of real, of the real world. That's fine. It's just part of reality. I thought that was, that was an excellent point that he made. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of times when we are kind of doing our research and uh, looking into different ways of, of living and we have this kind of idealistic view yeah. of life and maybe we get too hung up on that 
um, instead of our like present circumstance, or maybe we get too hung up on our present circumstance. And then there's this, like, there's this challenge and this, this battle between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think it was really, um, really important that, that Corey kind of just acknowledged where he was at, acknowledged the, the, the need, the need. Yeah. And then pressed in. Yep. You know, and took action. Exactly. Which is honestly what I think training ground does. Yeah. You know, it takes a young man and says, okay, first realize what you need, mm-hmm. you know, or realize where you are. Yep. Then come to grips with what you need. Yeah. And then take action towards that, that step or that goal. Exactly. Um, and, and the guides that, that we have at training ground, um, a lot of times we don't know what we need. Right. You know, you don't. And th- these are guys that are 40, 50, I mean, some of them are 60, 70 yeah. and they have a way better understanding perspective. and perspective yeah. idea of what a young man actually needs in his life for growth, spiritual growth, um, physical yeah, growth. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that like, growth. I think that that kind of brings me into like, I thought that I had, yeah. um, it was like, you know, Corey talked about how, uh, training ground creates an environment of young men to grow in more ways than just spirituality. Yeah. Like, the the essence of training ground, like the beautiful thing about it is, you know, it's a whole process. Mm-hmm. It's not just, oh, here, here's a great understanding. You have a great understanding of scripture. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, here, you have this really practical knowledge. No, it's like taking the two and making them into one. And like, okay, understanding spirituality, understanding yourself, you know, and knowing practical things. Yeah. All of that plays a part in becoming a man. It does. Um and training ground does that, you know, yeah. in the environment that it creates. Yeah. And I think that that's, I don't, I don't know anywhere else where that is yeah, happening right now. I think it kind of steps all like kind of walks all over a religious perspective, um, in a way. Um, and I, th- I think what I'm trying to explain is like a religious perspective is like, Oh, like you don't actually need to know, all these other things, just read the book of John like yeah. 12 times. You and know? it'll be good. Yeah. But I mean, God's no, like, realistically, hey. you need to know how to cook. You need to know how to change a flat tire. You need to know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we have, we have bodies that we need to steward well. We have, uh, responsibilities that we need to take care of. We need to know how to, how to love a woman, how to take care of a family. Um, and so I think, I think that training ground has that full, well-rounded approach. Yeah, and I think it can really just be summed up in mm-hmm. saying that, you know, just to quote, like, a man doesn't become a man by default, Mm-mm. you know? Like, you're not just 18 years old and poof. Like, it requires work. It requires initiation. And what better environment to do that in than in beautiful Colorado uh, or in Sarasota? Exactly. You know, I mean with a group and community of men who care about you, who have been there, done that, and they want to invest. I mean, that's really how it can be summed up. Yeah. You know, and I would just say that, like, if you feel like you're in a place right now, whoever's listening to this, you know, if you mm-hmm. feel like, you know, you're, what, 18, 19, 20, whatever, you know, 23, 24, and you feel like you've been lacking that growth or you feel like you need to take the next step in your growth, or you just don't know what's next. I would urge you to, to 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 really think about coming and doing this thing. Yeah, I mean there are 
fewer better decisions yeah. <laughs> than, yeah, than to just I guess invest in your in your manliness, you know, take a journey. Yeah, for sure. Dive into your story, and be surrounded by a bunch of guys, a bunch of men, that uh, that see you pretty close to to how God sees you. And not to mention, get to spend you know time fly fishing with some of the most incredible fly fishing you'll ever meet in mm-hmm. some of the most beautiful places. Exactly. And countless other experiences while you're doing it. So amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think Corey Corey did talk about it in our interview, but just to kind of reiterate, um, if you are thinking about getting involved with the training ground, um, whether that be on a participant level, whether that be on a guide level, whether that be on a donor level, whatever it might be, or you just want to know more, um, feel free to go over to our website, you know, www.trainingground.com. You Mm -hmm. can find information there about, you know, more information on our story, where we come from, uh, leadership, both programs, Sarasota and Colorado. Mm -hmm. Uh, You'll find it all there. Um, and also don't forget to, you know, Follow us on Instagram. Definitely. Um, at TG Garage Talks. Yeah. And then also, like, if you if you have any questions and, and you want to get some kind of, like, firsthand perspective from either mm-hmm. Nick or myself, uh, we're going to put our emails in, in the description. Yeah, and uh, Yeah, definitely. So so definitely feel free to uh, to email us, um, ask us some questions if you have any. Um, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know... We just want to say thank you guys for, for tuning in, listening Absolutely. to our first first episode of the podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, there is much more to come, and um, yeah, just just be excited and and be ready because it's coming. We're gonna we're gonna cover a lot of things. We're oh yeah, get all into it. So yeah, once again, thank you guys so much for listening. This is the TG Garage Talks podcast. Uh, I am your host Nick, and I am your other host Luke. And we'll see you guys later.